Welcome to the County Business Club's podcast, hosted by Sam Thomas and powered by Picturebook Films. Welcome to episode four of the County Business Talks podcast. I'm joined today by a very special guest, uh, Paul Britton from Britain and Time. Paul, welcome, welcome along, mate. Good afternoon, Sam. Thank you for having me. Ah, oh, mate, listen, great, great to have you in. Um, Paul, look, we're going di- to dive straight in. Um, just want to start. Can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your business journey, where it all started? So, you know, as, as you said, Sam, I'm Paul, Paul Britton. I have a, a law firm in Hove, Britain and Time Solicitors. I mean, if we talk about where I started in business, we'd have to go quite far back, really. I'm 38 now. So looking maybe, good, maybe thank you very much. <laughs> You're looking good yourself. <laughs> maybe I should uh, I start with Britain and Time um, and where that idea come about. So the business itself was incorporated in 2018 uh, and it came out of a, a conversation with a, a client that I had who was starting a restaurant. He was starting a restaurant business. He's a bit of a serial entrepreneur and I'd done lots of business transactions for him. And he told me he was doing a restaurant. I said to him, oh, look, no, you don't want to do a restaurant. He said, well, what should I do then? I said, you should do a law firm. <laughs> and he said, okay, well, we'll do a law firm then. And I thought he was joking and it, it moved on. I finished his transaction. A year later, he came back to me and said, so are we going to start that law firm? And wow. before I knew it, well, I was incorporating the business. I was going to our regulator, um, going through all the paperwork, getting the business yeah. started. Then I was told that I couldn't start a law firm until I'd had three years post-qualified experience. Well, okay. But that didn't stop me. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll buy a law firm for sale, run it for a year, and then there's a mechanism within the regulator where you can make an application to continue running the business. So that's, that's the approach that I took. Wow, okay. um, I found a suitable firm in Hove and, and purchased it and then steamrolled from there, really. Um, what year was that? You said you, so you 2018. That was 2018. Yeah. And then that's when you bought the, the firm. Bought, yeah, we bought yeah. Uh, a sole practitioner yeah. uh, in Hove um, who was retiring. And he stayed on for a year as a consultant. Yeah. Okay. And then and then he wanted to retire. And so I made the application to run the business. And I had previous business experience anyway. Yeah, sure. um, law was a second career for me. So the SRA happily approved me. And now few years on here we are today amazing amazing so i mean talk to me about that then so you because i've obviously had a little look and we've spoke a little bit offline but you so you you was in a corporate environment before in sort of sales you worked at daytona motorsports as a group sales manager is that right and then but what made you come out of that to then go and train and become a solicitor how did that come about immediately before i I started this bit. I mean, if we talk about business, then the, the, the job role I had before law was in group sales, oh, in, okay. in sales business development. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I go right back to my early 20s, uh, I started work, working for uh, one of Peter Jones's companies off the Dragon Den, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Phones International Group. And I just started there with telesales, um, progressed a little bit there, moved to the Daily Mail and General Trust, which was a FTSE 100 at the time. Yeah. Um, progressed there quite nicely and then moved to Daytona Motorsports to centralise their group sales activities but I wasn't really being challenged along the way I kind of felt I'd already mastered it I was very good at selling I was good at talking I was good at being persuasive and I felt uh, my my salary had gone up over the years and I'd managed to accumulate some savings and I thought to myself I need to do something more challenging because this is going to be the rest of my life yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think the penny dropped
dropped around 25. I think boys tend to mature around yeah. that sort of you know, 25, 26. And now was the time to do something. And the, the, choices, well, the choice was to do either medicine or law, as they're the most challenging subjects. Yeah. Um, some of your listeners are probably saying they're not. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> academically, sure, they're, probably, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're so. quite challenging subjects. So sure, I, sure. And I chose law. Um, so it wasn't that you'd wasn't that you ever thought about being a solicitor before had you when you was younger did you think about being a solicitor was that ever on the cards or no. so not until wow okay no. i was always interested in business right, okay. i think that's the that's a theme that runs through my whole life yeah, yeah sure. um i've always been in, interested in you know entrepreneurialism um, some people call it that other people say you know it's t- taking risks in business yeah, yeah. um but whatever you call it that's that's really what i was interested in where where, where do you think that because that, I mean, like parents, was are they into business, or where does that, where did that sort of stem from? Like yeah, so my age? my father started his own business. Okay, uh, I think he was probably about twenty eight as well, similar age to when to when I was. Yeah. Well, when I started to retrain as a solicitor. Yeah, sure. Um, he had an engineering business, which he sold. They sold it in their forties, okay. uh, and they took early retirement. Um, yeah, so I think it probably comes from my dad. Yeah, He's a bit yeah of sure. An entrepreneur. And I guess when that's in your blood, that's in your blood. And but not only in your blood, but you see it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you live in that environment. Dad works late. Dad yeah. gets up at the crack of dawn. Um, at weekends, sometimes I would go into the factory with him when I was a kid, okay. um, and just run around the factory and cause havoc. But I guess it <laughs> got me out of my mum's hair. So yeah, that's where I think that that's comes from. Okay, that's interesting because it is. It's, it's strange. I speak. To, obviously, I spoke to people on the podcast. And obviously, the, the whole idea is delving into people's mindsets entrepreneurs like you say business people who do like it's working out how they w- where does that mindset come from because i think you have actually as a business owner you've got to take with this got to, there's a certain mindset there isn't there that you've got to do to one start a business in the first place um but two certainly to to maintain it and you know over the last 18 months i guess for certain industries it's been a really tough time and you've got to show a lot of resilience i guess as a as a business owner and um it's interesting that you say that like certainly from a young age that you sort of you you, you've seen that and analyzed that and thought "Mm," you know that's potentially where you want to get to if you speak to a policeman and say you know when did you want to become a policeman they've always wanted to be a policeman yeah yeah, yeah. i would speak to a firefighter they will say i always wanted to be a firefighter yeah yeah i never wanted to be a solicitor but I think I always wanted to be a businessman. So one one of the things that the Daily Mail and General Trust that was great is there was a 400 businesses within the group. Yeah, sure. So there was exposure to a lot of businesses, yeah, yeah. a lot of synergies between those businesses within the group, yeah. um, and we were always looking at looking at those synergies and how we could make them be cost effective, yeah. looking at alternative revenue streams into the business. So it's that 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 thought process yeah, sure. of of how how to grow this, how do you scale it up? Some businesses are more tricky to scale up dare i say you can't really scale them up um but most are and people get into business to for for various reasons sometimes it's for for their own their own pocket they you know they want to earn money um some of them get in it for lifestyle they they don't want to work so much um and then when they get into it they realize the reality is somewhat different you kind of get sucked in i think i got into into law but it went into business in particular because I like to make opportunities. Yeah, um, sure. That the world revolves around opportunities. And, and I guess certainly, like, I, I, what I notice is from look, there's certain people that will maybe be be solicitors and then think, oh, I'd like to run my own firm, but haven't actually got any maybe business experience. But then maybe start a law firm, and it may just you know may still make a good living out of it, but remain maybe a one-two round band or something along them lines. Um, whereas 
certainly speaking to you offline and, and obviously today uh, up and, and getting to know you a little bit more you're obviously a business person as much as you are a solicitor and, and, and you know you're qualified a trained solicitor and a, a very good solicitor I'm sure but a business person as well and I think that's where you know we're delving into that a little bit later I guess about the the sort of growth and, and quite rapid growth of Britain and time and I guess led by someone like yourself yeah. doesn't matter what the product is or the service yeah. the, the the common thing is that it's a business yeah how yeah. do you run a business yeah um the thing about being a solicitor is you have to be a solicitor to yeah. run a law firm of course yeah, yeah. so you have to learn that trade you can't just go straight into it i mean yeah. we see we see shows like the dragon's den and they invest yeah. in all sorts of businesses things yeah, they yeah. haven't got a clue in yeah. but they do understand business and how yeah. to make that and how to open doors and create opportunities yeah and so when see so you sort of left Daytona, you decided you, at sort of 25 that you wanted to become a solicitor. Um, at that point, did you think to yourself, I'm going to train to become a solicitor and that's I'm going to start, a, I want to start my own law firm. Or did you go, oh, 25, I just want to, I'm going to get into law because that's a good, good thing. That's what I want to get into. I want to be challenged. I thought I would do a challenging subject to challenge myself. Right. I never thought I'd be a solicitor. Right, right, okay. So I finished my law degree and I thought I will do my CV and go back into the world of business. Wow, and okay. a friend of mine at university said she was going to uh, the University of Law for an open day. And would I go with her? And I said, I, I don't really want to, to go. She goes, oh, no, come on, just come. It's just one day. Mm. So I agreed to go and I went. And by the end of the day, I was signing up. Wow. And that was another two years of my life. <laughs> uh, and then fortunately, by the end of the law school part of it, um, through connections that I had in the past, I had mm. several offers for training contracts. So wow, I okay. fell into a training contract straight after that. Then I qualified, and then I told you about that conversation with a client of mine. Yeah. And so it, my life has just, just taken a course yeah. by just taking every day, without planning, just taking every day as it comes and going with the flow a little bit. I, I guess what, what I find fascinating about that as well is that because of your mindset as an entrepreneur, as a business person, you're open to opportunities. I think that's what, like, like you alluded to earlier, and I think that's certainly what I've got out of, I guess I'm similar with myself or, and people I speak to on the podcast, is that as a business person, entrepreneur, you've got that mindset of just being open, being open to that opportunity. So you say that your life has taken that specific path in that way, but someone else could have been on the same path as you, but not open to the opportunity, so maybe wouldn't have grabbed them. Maybe because you're a people person, get on well with people had created them opportunities before like you said you come out of your training contract and had various different opportunities that other people may not have had just finishing law school or, or finishing law degree and stuff so it's um i find that really interesting that you know ultimately as an entrepreneur you're open to opportunities and i think that's what certainly what the f episodes i've done so far and speaking to you and getting to know you are that's what i get from it i think there's a certain mindset there that you've got to have as a as a business person. It's the biggest strength of any entrepreneur, just mm. to be open-minded. Yeah. If you just take every day as it comes, just do the right things each day, it will take your life in a certain direction. Yeah. You know, pe people always talk to me when I'm in business about you know, what's most important, cash flow, new clients, yeah. um, the services that we provide. I tend to always put the clients first yeah. because everything stems from that. Yeah, sure. What do the clients want? Well, they're the services we need to provide. Yeah. What level of service does, does the client want? Well, that's the level of service that we'll give. How much is this all going to cost? Okay, well, there's obviously going to be a cost associated with it, yeah. but money is going to come from doing all those things right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Don't of course. just go after the money and the big ticket items, yeah, because yeah. if you put the money first, things are going to suffer. 
you just got to keep your eye on what's important yeah, yeah. and what's important is the customers and and that's very true because there is this you probably speak to similar people I've spoke to lots of people in the past and uh, you know I'll go back 15 years maybe when I started on my job you know money was a thing so you sort of get into business and you go oh, I'm gonna I'm getting into that because I'm gonna make that amount of money out of it and as soon as you do that you, you're almost set up to fail really if you're just chasing that money side of it it's then it's when you you take a little bit of a step back and you go right this is what I'm whether it's a service or a product that's what I'm doing and I'm gonna do that for the best of my ability I'm gonna like you said deliver for them customers deliver for them clients for me I guess with county business clubs is you know how can I benefit our members and th th that's the type of thing I guess like, like you say it's, it's how you sort of look at us yeah it's interesting really interesting um well I want to we sort of uh, mentioned a little bit earlier about it and I obviously want to talk about um you know we're only in what 20 2021 now talking about you know Britain and time in 2018 We've obviously been through a, a global pandemic in, in, you know, half of that time. Um, but you've had some rapid growth. I'm really interested. Like, talk to me about that, the, the growth of that and how successful you've been in such a short space of time. How, how have you achieved that? Uh, it took me probably a year, so from the 2018 to the, to the end of the 2019, to get the business where I wanted it. And so in January 2020, it was, oh, it was just me. I was working alone. Um, for that first month and I started recruiting so I had gone to I was a sole practitioner yeah. um, and I started recruiting I think in the first year I took on so this is during the pandemic year right. so by the March I'd already taken on four members of staff well, okay by the end of the pandemic of by the end of the pandemic year, there was 14 of us wow. and now by the end of next month there's going to be 18 of us so we've got new starters wow and so during the pandemic year, the first thing I did when Boris Johnson was on the TV, I said to Daniel Beach, who's our head of operations and yep, deals with marketing, and I said, we need to double our marketing spend and we need to recruit more because if there is any business out there, we need to be the ones to get it. Wow. So whereas that, companies were holding back, yeah. tightening the purse strings, uh, and you had to spend more on that area. I mean, I mean, when you were saying just now about you know entrepreneurs and, and they they build up this money and they get this pot of money but the thing about entrepreneurs is we're used not to having much money yeah. that's the iron <laughs> irony of it all <laughs> yeah. so we start with nothing and then all of a sudden we've got all this money and we don't actually want it yeah. for ourselves yeah. it's like well what can we buy what, a boat a holiday but we don't because we're so interested in business and building things we get this money and then we think well we'll put it back into the business and we'll just grow and we'll be bigger yeah. And then as you get bigger and you grow, you get a bigger pot of money. Yeah. You're like, okay, what do I do with it now? I'll take it out. No, but you don't. Yeah. You open another office. You provide another service. You recruit again. Yeah, yeah. So people always think, well, a lot of people think that entrepreneurs, you know, they're greedy and they like money. But it, they might do, but they don't do what you think they do with it mm. because they're so used to not having much. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's really fascinating because generally, I, I must be similar to me, I'm assuming, but it's, it's the journey that we actually thrive on, isn't it? It's not the... And I, 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 you know, I, I learned a lot about that, I guess, in the various different businesses I've run over the years, that oh, I remember saying to someone a few years back, going, oh, I'm going to get there one day. Where actually is there that I want to get to? I don't, it's not about getting to a destination. It's about creating this journey that uh, that you do. And, you know, if you do get to a point where you become financially secure and make lots of money, that you, would I stop then? And I go, oh, OK, I'm 45 now. I've made millions. I'm just going to stop 
got but probably not I'll go straight back in and you'd start something else and you you just look at things in a different way and yes so I, I completely agree it's the journey isn't it that you it, it's the journey I mean someone once compared it to to music and if it was all about if it was all about the destination well then every song would just have a finale it would just be the end wouldn't it yeah but it, it's like a piece of music and you enjoy the music yeah. and what you have to remember to do while the music is playing is you must remember to dance <laughs> and that's the enjoying yeah, the journey. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not. It's not so much about the destination. It's about enjoying that journey. It's, it's about enjoying energy. the piece of music. It's not mine. It. Someone once said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coining someone else's phrase. I like that. But phrase. it had resonance with me, you know. And, yeah, and they no. said to me, Paul, when the music plays, don't forget to dance. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's a brilliant thing. It's and it's exactly how I'm. I'm it's took it took me quite a while, I think, to get to that stage in in like in my business journey to get to there. Where I go, and I do like I run various businesses now and spin plates and work harder. But I, I love it. I've actually accepted that about myself. I think that I, you know, I I love that side of it, and it's great. And it's 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 yeah, it's fascinating to see that the mindsets are, are quite similar. It's an easy trap to fall into, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I, I want this, I want this, I want yeah. this, but you don't really. You're just enjoying getting to that point each time. Yeah, and, and you, you think just carry on. Especially, I guess, with COVID and stuff over the last eighteen months, um, do you think that as for a lot of people that maybe that, that has highlighted some of them things that they were chasing, chasing. Some people have gone, oh, okay, I'll take a bit of a step back and look at, oh, that's what I actually really want, and then I'm going to go and get all. This is the part of the journey. I think COVID has certainly opened a lot of eyes for for certain people, maybe in, in business owners or whatever. You know, looking at your business and stuff like that, maybe. I, s I think I saw a statistic the other day. It was something like three hundred thousand businesses were incorporated last year. Wow. And that might be a lot of people either that have sadly been made redundant from their yeah. previous roles or thought, I can run this from home. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many persevere and carry on. <laughs> Because it's, it's not always what people think it is. Uh, Being an entrepreneur and starting it, it's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, you, you, you're absolutely right. And it, it's just like pe people do, I think, it's, it's very much glamorised and you sort of see that. And I guess one of the reasons I wanted to do the podcast, because it is, it's about people look at it and go, oh, I can start my own business and I, I want to do this. And, and great, I want to encourage that. And, but it, it is, it can, be, it can be sometimes a lonely place. Like you said, even from when you started, just as you as a sole practitioner you're the only one that's going to go in and bring that work in you've got to do everything else and then I mean wow uh, I mean growing <laughs> from just yourself in in an 18 month period to, to 18 staffs um, and pretty incredible I think it's it's lonely all the way through yeah so at the start it's just you but even now there's 18 of us when you're when you're leading the firm yeah cool. when you're at the top um, it, it's still it's still lonely at the top yeah, you have to no. make decisions it's it's a different role. Yeah. People will solicitors will do the solicitor's role, yeah. customer service will do the customer service role, admin will do the admin role. But at the top, you do all of those roles because you've got to make sure they're functioning properly and they're ticking all the right boxes and that clients are happy yeah. and you're getting good feedback. And bad feedback isn't bad because you learn from bad feedback. So you just must have that feedback. Yeah. Uh, and, but on top of all of that you're still dealing with everything else. If there is a complaint, yeah. if there is a dispute between staff, if there is a cash flow problem, yeah. how do you meet the salary demands of all the staff you employ? These things don't cross the minds of the people that you employ. Yeah, yeah, they just think it's going to go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is, it is a lonely place at the top. It, it, it is. It's a this leads us really nicely on, actually, to the next sort of question, because um, 
leading people, running a team, I, I would say at the various different businesses I've run, managing people can be quite a, is a tough thing to do. I think um, any form of management of leadership, but um, it's how you create a culture within a company. So. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to come down to the offices, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back, and we had a good chat, and you showed me around, and it's it, it was fascinating to see that, that, that in a short space of time, you just you seem to at Britain and Time create this culture that everyone wants to be there. That uh, you know, I've I've had a meeting with um, Dan Beach, who you sort of mentioned, um, just you know, just enthusiastic, but it seems like you've created this kind of hat as a leader. And how have you achieved that? Like, talk me through obviously the, the growth over that. Like, that this last 18 months going from yourself to 18 staff but still keeping that that, that culture you obviously have got a vision for that at the start did you for, and how that would look work has is such an important part of life mm. you have to want to go to work the sort of people that don't want to work they're not the sort of people that would work at Britain in time okay. you have to understand that that is an important part of life now all I can do is give everybody the tools to work. Yeah. So I make a very comfortable environment. I put money back into this all the time. Yeah. Um, everybody has a decent computer. It doesn't slow, there's no lag. We spend on average about 2,000 pounds per computer. They have two or three screens to make sure they have high productivity. Yeah. They have nice desks, they have the drawers they need. If they want um, uh, pink in trays, they can have pink <laughs> in trays. Um, if they want a red one, that's fine. If yeah. they want a a hole puncher that's the hole puncher that's the shape of a car. That's fine. So I I can give them the environment, the yeah. opportunity to work somewhere they want to work, but they've got to want it as well. Yeah. You know, I don't believe that you can you can motivate people. I think motivation is something that's unique to all of us and it's inside yeah. of us. But what you can do is you can give people an incentive, and they must then motivate themselves for that incentive. And you, and you can almost draw that out of them by giving them the tools. That incentive, that nice yeah, place yeah. to work, somewhere they want to go, somewhere there's no frustrations like laggy computers, phone systems that don't work, yeah. um, broadband that doesn't work, disconnectivity. Um, we, ha we have free tea, coffee, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. We have an ice machine as well for the summer. We have nice. air conditioning units. You know, people want to work there. When the, when the first lockdown kicked in, uh, the law society said that law firms, because they were critical legal infrastructure, could remain open. Yeah. And I had a meeting with the staff that I had, and I said, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to go and work from home? Are we going to stay here? And it was just nice to hear that, how does that work for our clients? Yeah. When they need access to a lawyer, maybe at a time when they need access to a lawyer the most, and we're working from home, how's yeah. that going to work for them? Yeah. I said, okay, so we'll carry on working from the office. And you all stayed in. Uh, we all stayed in the offices. We have big offices, yeah, yeah. Um, but we yeah we all stayed in the office. We were told we could go to the office, so we did. Um, working from home would be difficult for a law firm. I know some law firms have done it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how that works with security and confidentiality and all that. So I'm sure they've thought ways around it. We yeah. didn't have to think of those because we carried on working. Um, and one of the, one of the, the the solicitors I employed said to me, I said, "Oh, I'm a bit uneasy about this. Maybe we should go to home." And he said, "It's." it's you've made a rod for your own back pole because you've created an environment self-admittedly where you want people to come and work and be happy working and now we all want to come and work here we like <laughs> we like being here what else will we do during the day but that's great isn't it it must have been great for you to think i have that yeah i've created this i've created this environment and i want to be here it's my firm i want to yeah. be here but i've got also got staff that want to be and I, I guess that is for managing staff whether like you say whether there's a level of inspiration motivation uh, as a leader 
potentially, but just like you say, just create an environment where people want to be, that's got to be half the battle then, surely. I think so. I mean, you have to lead from the front. And, uh, we've probably all heard it before, but there are times where I do the washing up. There are times where I take the uh, rubbish out. Yeah. I will hoover the floor. I will yeah. dust, clean, whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Even if the cleaner is coming that night, but yeah. something needs to be done now, yeah. I will do it. They all see me doing that sort of thing. So yeah, no job is... is, is I'm, no, I'm not too big for any particular job. I'll do anything. And, and again, that's just a a great quality of a leader isn't it that you do like it i will do everything so then because you, you can then ask other people to do that if you need to can't you, you can say oh can you mind doing that for me and they will go oh well, he never does that or he know you know no, the best bit of it sam is that you don't have to ask them to do it no yeah, yeah because yeah, they've course, seen you do it yeah yeah, they, yeah absolutely they yeah, don't absolutely. think that it's I, I, I had uh, had uh, someone in our administration department once saying that they didn't want to be a receptionist and i said right. but you know i answer the telephones and I went through the list of all the people that answer the telephones, but we don't think of ourselves as receptionists. We're just answering calls for clients. Yeah. I think the penny dropped that you're not a receptionist just because you answer the phone. Yeah. You're a critical part. It doesn't matter what job you do here, yeah. you are a critical part of this business to make it. No one can do something without the other person. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. We're a, we're, a, we're a collective. We share ideas, we share beliefs, and we all want to work. Yeah. And we gel together in that way. And, and, and that, that's it, isn't it? It's looking at it that every every member of that of your team it is part, like you say, part of a cog in a wheel. And they all, all and for that firm to work to like you, as a single person in that office when you first started, you couldn't do all of the work that you do now and bring in all the money. That <laughs> you could you're shaking your head <laughs> so well you I probably could have done yeah. it all <laughs> no, no. To, to grow to a mass and, and bring in the turnover and do the things you, th yeah. there's there's an element of bringing in more people to, to, to grow and expand and like you said you you can't do it all at once can you no. it's like spinning plates yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah they're going to fall if you can't keep your eye on them all at the same yeah, time yeah. And, and so you become so dependent and I think People often forget how important they are. I just work here. No, you don't just work here. Yeah, yeah. You know, you are you are critical to this business. It would it would not all work without you. No cog is more important. You know, size, no, it, all of it is important to making it work. But that, that's that is a great. If I'm, I'm and I'm quite sure that not every business looks at it in that way. Because you sad do, if they it, don't. But it's but I mean I've I've know I've met people that you know there, there's. There's that hierarchy in in business. You see it. You go into some environments and you just get that feeling that people like they're at the top. They won't speak to. But I, I used to work in another lifetime now. But I used to work for a big American law firm. And you did like the partners there on you know, a couple of million a year or something crazy like that. You know, um, but you, you did get that feeling there was this hierarchy there that um you know you're you're an admin guy. Like why are you stopping me to talk to me in the thing? I can't, I could never understand that. I could never understand that. There's, there's a time and a place for hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but the time and the place isn't all the time. Yeah. If you can all get on, yeah. you don't have to ever really kick that yeah. hierarchy into place yeah. where you've got to start disciplining people, talking down to people. Sure. If you're collaborating all the time and you're all working together is and you're including people. I guess that very much is that so much of that's got to be down to communication, isn't it? From, from the top, from you filtering down to and how do you do that when everyone's working from home yeah yeah it's not the same as working in a shared office when yeah. there's even just five of you in an office or ten yeah. where you can just talk and that instant form of communications yeah. 
So it's how the species has got here. You know, if we talk on a broader picture, it's how we've evolved to this point because we communicate. We've all been together. We've done it together. Yeah. And yeah, I think so. Look, go a bit off beat, but I, I, I agree with you. And I think there's an element of I've had this conversation with a lot of people recently about you know the working from home, remote working, how how that's going to pan out. With you know we're, we're in obviously plus X at the moment co-working space i think you know these are great i'm obviously a member here which is fantastic but you know there's there's certain industries i certainly i've spoke to a lot of people especially within the creative industry that you just can't get that same feel if you're all sitting around a table and you're bouncing ideas around that's where creativity flows you just can't get that on zoom as much (laughs) it's just not there is it but you you, i mean you could never get it before i mean less than less less, people say this is it's here to stay all this online but it's it's not it's nothing new. No one's invented something different. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. if we if we went on Wikipedia now and had a look at when uh, Skype was first introduced, I was using Skype. I'm sure in the 90s yeah, and yeah, in sure. the noughties yeah, yeah. to speak to clients that were quite a far you know far away that I couldn't have a face to face with. Yeah. No one really wanted to do it, but we did it out of necessity. Yeah. It, it's not new. So when it's here to stay, well, yeah, it is here to stay because it was here before. Oh, yeah. But. Is it going to stay in the volumes it's been during the pandemic? Of course not. There was a pandemic. There was a yeah. lockdown. Yeah. You know, it, it's over. Yeah. We should encourage people to go back to work. I, it's I, an important I, part of life. I, I agree. You know, I, it was a part of me that at the start, I was like, oh, you know, this is how it's going to be now. We're, we're, but we, we spoke about it before. We, we, we met at a networking um, event and, you know, very much a people person as, as you are. And you just, you know... I've done some great online networking. It's been great to keep that communication going. Doesn't beat this. Doesn't beat being face to face with people. Doesn't beat being in a room and you know just building a rapport. How can you? You just can't. I, I personally, I find that very difficult to. It's got its place, and certainly I've I've never used Zoom before in my life. But you know, I'd spend over the whole course of the last eighteen months spent possibly ninety percent of my day on Zoom, and I will still utilise that. It's got its it's, it's got its pluses, but. If I've got the opportunity to go and meet, like you said, w- when we after we met at a networking event, you invited me down to the office. Great, we come in, we sat in the, sat in your office and had a nice chat. And hence why we're here today now, which is great. And that's and that's how relationships, you know, lo- meaningful, yeah. you know, long term relationships are made. You know, personally, I agree with you that we should be meeting up face to face again, but also professionally, yeah. it, it, both facets yeah. need to be face to face. Um, if we take that away from us, we, you know, we've already seen the statistics about mental health because we're locked down. Um, I, I find I just don't follow the the narrative where people say we should allow people to work from home, but then in the next breath, it's causing mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. Surely, if it's causing mental, we should be encouraging people not to do the things that are causing that problem in the first place. Yeah. Um, and and I think by working together and being around each other, yeah. it's important. Yeah. Because we are, we're social animals, aren't we? Really, we and that that connectivity, that communication, you just that you can't get sitting behind a screen. And I think you know, I'm, 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 we're certainly on the same page. I think I'm, and I'm hoping as we sort of come out of this, and you know, as we are thankfully now touch wood, you know, we move into that thing, and more people will embrace that, and more people will start. And body language. Yeah. You know, don't they say that body language is ninety percent of communication? Yeah, yeah, sure, you know, yeah. the smiles on our face. Yeah. The creases on our eyes, how our hands move, how we describe things—it yeah, yeah. tells it, it says a thousand words. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's fascinating. So, just look, we're gonna we're sort of coming towards the end, but I want to. So, what's what's next for 
what does the future hold for Paul Britton and Britain and Time? For for Paul Britton, I'll just carry on working, <laughs> long hours, no <laughs> yeah. doubt. Um, and uh, for Britain and Time, continue moving in the same direction, creating those opportunities. Mm. We have uh, four apprentices at the moment um, in various parts of the business. Two of them are about to graduate, so we'll be looking for new apprentices. We're always recruiting for solicitors. We're looking at new offices so that we can replicate what we're doing wow. for other people and other clients, um, other solicitors in other areas. So I guess you know the sky's the limit. Yeah. But as I as my life has always been taken one day as it comes, yeah. these opportunities, hopefully if I'm doing everything right, will just come to me, yeah. and there will be an opportunity to to progress and move on, and and carry on. Amazing. So and that's I, the and I'm sure they will. Yeah. And then when the music's on, as long as you're dancing. Uh, yeah. Don't forget to dance when the music's <laughs> playing. That's right. Oh, mate, I'm going to steal that. I'm just telling you. I'm help yourself. <laughs> Anyone listening can help themselves. Yeah. That's right. It's not mine, remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I won't book quote. quote no. Um, cool. But it, well, look, uh, as always, we just finish off with um, a couple of sort of quick fire qu questions. Um, so first one, um, what advice would you give to a young entrepreneur or someone wanting to start their own business? Don't think you can't, always think you can. If you see a problem, there's always a solution. You just mm. need to think a bit harder. I mean, like I said about having to have three years post-qualified experience to start a law firm, yeah. a lot of people would have just died there and stopped. Yeah. I, I found a solution. Love that. So it's, it's solution-based. Don't, don't stop, keep doing what you're doing. Amazing, love that, love that. Um, and can you give me three traits that you think a business person needs to be a good business person or entrepreneur? Well, tenacity. Mm. Creativity. And a, a hard working ethic. You know, the, the, I say hard working, it, it shouldn't really be that. And it's, it's almost, it doesn't do it justice, does it? Uh, but I, I do agree with you. I do. I, I, that's one of mine, actually. Work ethic, I think, is a key. It doesn't. I'm not. But hard working. Is it? Is it hard working to sit at a desk and and play around on the computer and read and make some telephone calls? Is that hard work? You know, running up and down a hill fifty times a day <laughs> yeah. in blistering sun. That would be hard work. Yeah. yeah so sure. it's not really what we do in in most businesses. Isn't really hard work. Yeah. Um, it's it is work. Yeah. And if you just stick to it and persevere it, it will it will lead your life in a direction you've yeah. just got to be able to identify those opportunities when they come up to do something more if you want to do something more not everybody does yeah that's totally fine yeah but for entrepreneurs if there's an entrepreneur, entrepreneur listening then take yeah. those opportunities amazing i think you're right i think there's there's certainly that element of it where you not not everyone's the same but we, we and that's fine we employ but and like you're right everyone's going to be different but i do like i say for the people that hopefully are listening out there the whole idea of this is, is talking to people like yourself which is great and just getting into that mind and, and listening to them that that type of advice look you've done it and been there and and started it and look at where you are now and that's incredible and um and look fantastic amazing growth uh, over such a short period of time and it's been a real pleasure to obviously get to know you in, in, a, in a short space of time and a pleasure to have you on the show and thanks no, for being so be open and honest yeah and thanks for having us on no it's been brilliant thank you mate